hey, I'm so sorry, I've got to let you go. Um, I've got to go record my very first episode of my podcast. Yeah, I know, right? That's the thing that I'm doing now, apparently. I mean, how hard can it be, right? You just put the microphone up and you talk to yourself in an empty room and people listen to you, but not now, but later, maybe. Um, uh, no, yeah, it's called the Socially Distant Craft Club Podcast. It's a long name, isn't it? Um, yeah, anyway, uh, but hey, it was really great catching up. Thanks so much for calling. Um, by the way, I, I don't think I am actually interested in that timeshare, but I do appreciate the offer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Can't go anywhere. Uh, so, th- no, okay, thanks, thanks. No, you hang up. No, you, no, you hang up. <laughs> you, hello? Oh, you hung up. Hi there, my name's Cody, and you're listening to the Socially Distant Craft Club podcast. Today is Friday, October 23rd, 2020. This is Season 1, Episode 1, titled, The Mother of Invention. Since this is the very first episode of the Socially Distant Craft Club podcast, I figured it would be a good idea to talk about how this whole thing came about. We'll also be joined by my friend Katri, who is our special guest today. She's a visual artist and a musician, and I can't wait for you to meet her. So sit back, grab a project to work on, and enjoy the very first episode of the Socially Distant Craft Club podcast. So I have been working with with kids in New York for many years and I love it um, but you know there's just been this part of me that wants to do something creative and I never really allowed myself to go there because I always felt like well I just need more time like I'm too tired to do anything extra all these excuses like really they were excuses so I just mm-hmm. took a year off and decided to have a creative year and I ended up in Hamburg and I was just supposed to be there for three months. I love it. You ended up in Hamburg. Like, I mean, I, ended up I end Hamburg. up at, at, at Trader Joe's. You end up in Hamburg. I, just ended, I mean, this, this kind of just happens. Well, I have a friend in Hamburg who knew about this artist house called Vorwerkstift. And um, he was like, well, they have uh, art like visitor artist residencies for mm-hmm. three months like why don't you apply and this was right around the time when I had decided to take a year off but I didn't really have a solid plan yet I'm like basically thinking out loud like well here I am I have I'm free now but what's next what do I do so then I ended up applying and I got in and that was supposed to be from September until November but I just ended up kind of staying well because <laughs> I loved it so you were in Hamburg and you were what kind of art were you making was it like what were you sort of doing well I started with a project of making 100 drawings so I would like my only purpose for that time was to make one drawing every day it was kind of like a visual journal that helped me sort of re- like think about what is that thing that makes this day memorable and it can be a little detail or something big that happened or something that goes on inside of my head 
that was the project that I started with because it felt really um, easy to go with that. Like, well, every day, just you just got to do something, right? Because mm-hmm. I had had a really hard time with like starting things. Ooh. But this was a practice for doing that. Like, it doesn't matter if it's perfect. You just have to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And it can be about, you know, whatever, um, small or big. And if you have a bad day, that deserves to be documented just the same. Wow. And if, if it's a bad piece of art or, um, like, in, in my view, like, I would be judging, like, oh, you know, I worked really hard on this one and on another one. Like, obviously, they're not all going to be equally great. But then I had to get over that and allow myself to celebrate all these things that I, I drew. I think that so many people have a hard time getting started. I mean, I know I do to a certain extent. Sometimes I have a hard time starting too many things. But like what so you said that you, you this whole 100 drawing idea that helped you to sort of overcome that. Yeah, for sure. Routines, uh, like routines, just just do it every day. And it, it doesn't matter if it's great. Hmm. Just do it. Um, yeah, so like I finished that. I started it as like, well, maybe I'll do it all year. But then I decided, let's just do it for 100 days. And then when that was done, I started making acrylic, paint, uh, acrylic paintings. Throughout the whole thing, I was making stickers and street art and like t-shirts and whatever. So it was really like discovering all these different things that I can do. And I ended up doing a bunch of them. And now I'm like, well, actually painting is what I'm really into. <laughs> also music, but yeah. So let, let's talk about, let's talk about March. Did the lockdown affect your work at all? Did like, did it change how you were creating your art or did did it change your yeah, process? Yeah, it, it did. Well, I was supposed to have another exhibition in Hamburg in like April or May, and that's what I was working for towards with these paintings. And when the lockdown came, like I had kind of a schedule at that point. Like I need to finish these pieces by the time the exhibition starts, but then it got to a point where you're kind of second guessing, like, is it gonna happen or not? Well, I don't know, so I better just keep working on it. I wanted to ask you on the show to be our first guest, not totally by random. Uh, I mean, it, we do happen to be good friends in real life and we have almost the same birthday. We've shared a birthday party. Uh, so, you know, we we are good friends, but it's not just random that I asked you to, to uh, be our first guest because even though you're a visual artist, you're a, a, a drawer, you're a painter, you're a musician, what was really cool to me was as soon as the the group got started, the Socially Distant Craft Club, when it got started on Facebook, you 100% got on board and you were like fangirl number one. (laughs) And you also, I guess what was so startling, maybe that's not the right word, but was so surprising, delightfully surprising, was your poetry. You would write these poems and these stories um, every single day. And it was a side that I had never heard or seen from you. And I'm just, um, I was wondering if I could ask you about how, what that was like and yeah. what made you, what made you do that? <laughs> Your posts made me do that. What posts? <laughs> well, every day, uh, Cody would post these, these prompts that just, that are just one word. 
like doing something creative around this one topic. So I don't I don't know what made me go to that, but it was that like okay, this this challenge is only up for today. And I happen to have a lot of time in my hands, and I'm like, well, what's the easiest thing for me to to do around this one topic? And it just happened to be poetry, and it didn't take any planning or any um, thought. It just kind of came out. For instance, you know, there might be a, a word like carrots or something, and and she would come up with these really delightful Shel Silverstein esque poems about you know whatever the topic was they would and they had a rhyme scheme and they were you know sometimes they were insightful sometimes they were silly it was just really cool to see how everybody was responding to these prompts in in the same way um and, and so just a little bit of backstory or maybe forestory depending on how this podcast is edited um i came up with the idea I mean, I don't know if it was a stroke of genius or just a stroke. I don't know. But I, I went to the bathroom and I just had this this idea. Like all my best ideas happen in the bathroom. And I came out like a minute later and I my husband's sitting at the table and I'm like, Joe, um, I'm going to start a group. He's like, okay, like oh, what, what now? Like you're going to do like yet another thing. I'm like, well, no, I'm going to start a Facebook group. It's going to be, um, I don't know like a crafting, like some kind of socially distant crafting thing. Because I just found that so many people were like glued to the news and stuck at home. And I mean, I felt it like I I needed to get away from a screen. Like there's only so much Netflix I can watch in a day before I just start to feel like I'm sinking into the couch. And I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing anything. And it's not healthy. I it's cold. I don't want to go outside. I got to do something to keep, to take my mind off of everything. So I had this idea that, you know, nobody can really see each other now. So I wanted to m- find some way to connect people, but also in a, in a counterintuitive way, connect them online, but also tell them to get off their computer and go do something. So I had this idea to come up with like a crafting centered group. And I just invited everybody that I knew. I spammed every single friend of mine on Facebook. I, I invited them individually. Uh, a lot of them ignored it. Some people said yes. And it started out and like with every hour I'd look and I'd say, oh, I got another member. I got another member. I'm up to 20 people. And it was just so exciting. Like, oh, now it's 25. And by the time I went to bed, I'm like, you're not going to believe it. We're at like 55 people. There are 55 people in this group. I just started it tonight. This is amazing. I think it was like by a week or a week and a half or something, we had like 700 people. It was insane. Yeah. It just exploded. It was people that I had never heard of. It was a friend of a friend of a friend. And, all you know, we've got people in Germany, people in Canada, in South Africa, in Kenya. It, it, Japan, it's astonishing. They're like literally around the world now. Um, and part of that was so fun to see how you, Katri, how you interacted with other people in their posts and and to see, you might write a poem, somebody might do a drawing, somebody might do a photograph, somebody would like post a picture of their dinner that they made. It was just kind of a really cool amalgamation of creativity. Yeah, it really felt like community because you have this, like when you were posting the, the themes, you have such a wide scale of things that people would come up with. 
And for me, the poetry just, it just came out, right? Like it just, that's what felt easy. But then some, what somebody else posted, I thought, oh, I would never, ever have thought of, about that. Like that's so creative. Mm. And that was so cool to see because you really feel like you're in the same boat and you're doing something together. And just this one theme is what ties it all together. But then there's such different, different people, uh, totally different parts of the world. I don't even know these people, but you still feel that connection. That's what was so like, it, it got me hooked. Can I ask you, so, I mean, obviously community is such a big deal, but what, did you have any surprise, maybe not surprises, but did you have any maybe insights or surprises um, after participating with the group? Like, did you, did you have anything like insights of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Am I a poet? Really? (laughs) I did not know that before. And that was surprising. Um, So that's something that came out of, you know, my self-knowledge. But also, like, it was clear that this was something that people were craving. Mm. Like, doing something together, even though we can't be together. But it it was as close as we could get to that. Mm. So to me, it felt clear that, you know, we're, we're not alone. Like, we're all stuck inside, just, like, desperately knitting or whatever. <laughs> that's, that's my MO, by the way, stuck inside, <laughs> desperately knitting. Yes, just, oh, yes, yeah. desperation. But it, was, it felt less desperate when you know that other people are also <laughs> desperately knitting. Oh, my gosh. What was it like when you would see somebody post something that is in the same field or the same area of expertise that you do, and you're like, oh, my God, I could never do that? Like, I know I have that moment several times. I'm like, look at this. Oh, my gosh. I felt like, oh, good for you. Good for you. Like, you're, you're like, going through what, what we're all going through, and you doing this. <laughs> I feel happy for you that, like, you're not in the, in the deep void right now. That's you, what I felt. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? Do you know what I mean? No. Imposter syndrome, it's kind of like, for instance, if if somebody says, okay, I need you to write a poem, and you say, well, I'm not a poet, and you and then you write a poem, and then you're like, well, this isn't any good. I'm not really a poem, a poet. I, I guess. I guess I do. Yeah, I, I think that's what most of the time is preventing myself from, like, doing, doing anything, because, like... You know, there's this inspector um, inside of your head. I think we all have our inspectors. An who's inspector. just telling you, you know, what do, what do, what do you think you're doing there? Like, you're writing a poem or you're ma- trying to make a song? Like, what, what do you think you're doing? How do you you're get that voice to turn off? Or I mean, is that, I don't know, or do you try? Like, what is... Actually, um, so I got really into this book... Uh, the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron mm-hmm. when I first got to Hamburg. And it's like a 12-week program where like the whole point is to get the creativity out of you and you do all these exercises, you do morning pages and take yourself out on an artist date. I highly recommend it. Um, but it's talking about um, this inspector that's kind of like the block in the way of your, um, you and your creativity. And the, the judge judgment... Like the inner judge, mm-hmm. 
who's telling you like you're not good enough like you can't do this oh this this sucks like whatever you're trying yeah just just quit just just stop it so like i had already been working through getting over that and taming my and inspector <laughs> your inner inspector my inner inspector and that really helped me like get those poems out because i'm like shush you, you you be quiet there like i'm, I'm writing now hmm. you know we'll, we'll talk later you, you don't have to judge me now how would you get that inspector to shut up if you really feel like he's loud like what are what are some of your tricks to convince yourself that yes you can do this well, I f- like, first of all, I think like what you're saying is such a universal problem and like the world we're, we're living in, it's, it's very judgmental. So like all of these creative projects that people are do- like, everybody's creative uh, and, and we're all like doing our thing and we're all getting judged all the time. So first of all, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to escape. Yeah, but really the most powerful tools in that program or the morning pages mm. because that way like you just you just getting everything out on paper before you start your day like three pages you, it doesn't matter what you fill them with um you just get everything out and then after that you feel like oh i got all that junk out of the way and now i can just like start fresh like there's something to be said about not making something so precious or so rigid that you it can't be scrapped or it can't be changed or modified. So I think the idea of coming up with a spot for the, almost like a junk drawer, you know, to say, all right, I'm going to come in. I'm going to just drop this stuff. It is what it is. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It doesn't matter. It's going to go in this junk drawer. It's going to go in these morning pages. It's not, it's not that serious. Yeah. Exactly. And you know that in, in these pages, like nobody's going to ever read these. Like you're not even allowed to read them in the first. You're not eight allowed weeks. to read them in the first eight weeks. Oh at my least. gosh! Like you, you just write it and you put us out like that. Thank you. That's that's it. But there's something so powerful about knowing that nobody's nobody's gonna read it, mm-hmm. and you're just allowed to say whatever it is. Like you can talk about the most boring stuff, like doing laundry, or like what you need from the grocery store it's just like this podcast nobody's ever gonna hear this so it doesn't matter what we say it's great let's you know what let's just go with that let's just go with that nobody's ever gonna hear this Mm, hey i'm sorry if i go too fast tonight let's pretend that this will last Good. But every now a miracle 
on earth Yeah, the militia have arrived Percussion has come And I'm pounding out messages loud on the drum The rumors have started that we are both young Lines in my own garden Exit someone That's what I say when you just stay out of reach And it doesn't sum it up to say I'm singing the blues And whoever learned to walk in somebody else's Found something to lose. Yeah, it doesn't sum it up to say I'm singing the blues. And whoever learned to walk in somebody else's shoes? I'm screaming because I found something to lose. And I'm pounding out messages loud on the drum. The rumors have started that we are both young Lines in my garden exit someone If you were going to give, like what advice would you give to somebody if they were starting out in something brand new? Something brand new that they've never done before. Like if they said, okay, Katri, I'm, I would love to paint. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, okay. I have uh, two personalities. The, <laughs> the, the perfectionist personality, uh, that's kind of like my instinct that I have to fight, would say you have to study as much as you can about painting and like, you know, uh, get all the materials together and have have the right setup and know what you're going to do and have a purpose. But my new personality that I tend to uh, take more seriously these days is saying you should just do it. It doesn't matter what materials like you can you can paint with uh, cheap brushes. Uh, just just get whatever paint. Just do it. Just do it. Okay make mistakes mm. make lots of mistakes um i also work with kids and whenever they're trying to learn something new like you know i want to learn how to paint whatever i tell them if you make 100 mistakes you are guaranteed to have learned something and if you make it a hundred times whatever you do if you make it a hundred times Sometimes you're not going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're going to get it right. By the end of that cycle of 100 times of doing something, you will have done more than what you started with. Make mistakes and just do it. I was bored a lot as a kid. <laughs> yes. Because I grew up in this, uh, like a urban, suburban 90s Finland. Oh. And there was not a lot of entertainment. Like we had VHS we had, we had some toys, we had books, we had some basic art materials, nothing too fancy. So, like, I was bored a lot as a kid, but when you're bored as a kid, you're not bored for more than, like, a minute, because then you don't like that feeling, and then you figure out something to do. So I learned to 
make myself entertained and that was through play and uh art and music and whatever mm. i chose to do so i feel like that's what shaped me being bored the the title of this podcast episode is called the mother of invention necessity is the mother of invention yeah so boredom is great because it makes us create it gets us out of that spot you know and i thought about this podcast because i knew that we were in a place where people needed community they needed creativity they needed a way to unplug and try something new and have support for each other and i mean just literally to to be able to focus on themselves and them and their family and their health their health and their wellness um, and their mental wellness i think that people did and continue to get something out of it about being able to inspire each other to um to like like you say just to do it like there's a person and hopefully she's going to be on the podcast at some point but she was so inspired by all the posts and she's she's a, a baker and she started her own macaron company so she no yeah she lives in new jersey and i've asked if she ships them and she does not but if she can figure it out i will buy them and uh uh, yeah, so she started her own macaron company. Yeah, you know, Cody, like that, the, I feel like the timing was just right because people had a lot of time in their hands. Like, I heard about so many people who had had this, you know, uh, collection of yarn that's just <laughs> been sitting there that they got super enthusiastic about, like, years, years ago um, with grand ideas. And then what happens? Life happens, you don't mm. have time for it. But now we were given all this time and the best case scenario is to use that time with something, um, you know, that you can be happy about. And here, here you are offering this community and a way to share it. Hmm. So if you just have the time and the materials, you might be like, oh, sure, I could do it. But what's the point? Well, the point is I can post a, a picture of yes it. Oh, glamour shot i get street cred so you know i think we're probably going to wrap up here in a second but where does a group like this where does an online group where do you go from this like if if conditions get better and we can sort of go back to how things were in the before times what happens like is, is the group going to fade away is this idea of an online crafting community something that that is temporary um and if not, what do you what what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, a part of me is hoping that it will not go, and it will not change. I mean, this this group really brought people together from all over the world, so like that's kind of impossible to do realistically in person. Mm. Like I felt like it was a solid concept from the get go, and it was kind of like well. This is a this is a temporary situation since we have to socially distance. Let's just make use of it. But something really beautiful actually came out of it because all these people from all over the world ended up joining. And if we had done that in person, that never would have happened. Mm. And if we didn't have to go to lockdown, this probably wouldn't have happened. But then that did happen. And now we have a community of crafters who went through a trauma together um, and were sharing their work. Mm. Wow. And that's there. And I hope it doesn't change because it's still going and it's, it's great. 
husband Camelot for Chet and Jacqueline. But on the Che Guevara Highway, filling up with gasoline, Fidel Castro's brother spies a rich lady who's crying over luxuries, disappointments. So he walks over and he's trying to sympathize with her. But he thinks that he should warn her at the third world is just around the corner. In the Soviet Union, the scientist is blinded by the resumption of nuclear testing, and he is reminded. The Dr. Robert Oppenheimer's optimism fell. In the cheese pavilion, and the only noise I hear is the sound of Second chairs and mopping up spilled beer. Someone asking questions and basking in the light of the 15 faint filled mats of the fanzine writer. Mixing pop and politics. He asks me what the use is. I offer him embarrassment and my usual excuses while looking down the corridor out to where Ben is waiting. I'm looking for the great leap forward. Jumble sales are organized and pamphlets have been posted. Even after closing time, there are still parties to be hosted. You can be active if the activists are sleeping with the sleepers while you're waiting for the great leap forward. One leap forward, two leaps back. Will politics get me the sack? Waiting for the great leap forward. And f it's not a long way down rock and roll from top of the pops to drawing the door. Waiting for the great leap forward. No one out there understands to start your own revolution and cut out the middleman. Waiting for the great leap forward. World, we'd all sing in tune, but this is reality, so give me some room. Waiting for the great leapers. So join the struggle while you may. The revolution is just a t-shirt away. Waiting for the great leapers. Waiting for the great leapers. Waiting for the Waiting for the grave.
might want to leave that up there. Because that proves my point. I might leave it out, but that would be even funnier. <laughs> yeah, 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 good. That's funny. You've been listening to the Socially Distant Craft Club podcast. My name's Cody, and our special guest today was Katri. The first song she played was Lions in My Own Garden by Prefab Sprout. And the last song you just heard was Waiting for the Great Leap Forward by Billy Bragg. Halloween's just around the corner, and our next episode is all about cosplay. Do you have a favorite Halloween costume that you've made? Record a one-minute voice message telling me all about it and send it to sociallydistantcraftclub at gmail.com. And until next time, let's make something together. <laughs>